With the holidays around the corner, now's your chance to save time and money at Safeway Stock Up Sale. Plus, earn four times gas reward points on participating items. Look for tags on items like Honey Nut Cheerios. Select varieties are four for eight dollars with your club card. And select varieties of Betty Crocker Cake Mix, Brownie Mix, or Frosting are ten for ten dollars with your club card. Maximum gas reward at participating Sunoco stations is twenty cents per gallon and one dollar per gallon at Safeway stations in a single fill of up to twenty-five gallons. Other restrictions, limitations, and exclusions apply. For complete details, go to Safeway.com. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a November 11th, Friday, Veterans Day edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia-Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com and former Blazers beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. It's Friday. Today, kids had the day off school. I don't know if you got work off today, if you're a teacher or um, someone who works in, in the public sector. That's That's awesome. I hope you had a... A good day off for those of you that had to work. Hope that that was good for you too. And the Blazers. While I wouldn't call it good, get the win. And I guess a win itself is always good. Blazers take it Friday night at home against the Sacramento Kings. 122-120 in overtime. Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum doing it again, combining for 67 points, 36 from Damian Lillard. Uh, finished with 12, on 12 of 19 shooting. Lillard also with seven assists. And C.J. McCollum with great fantasy basketball numbers and just a, a great overall game continuing. He is super high level of play. Uh, over this last week now for C.J. McCollum. McCollum finishes with 31 points, 5 assists, 4 steals. So um, the Blazers' dynamic duo is just about as good as you could hope so far in this early season. Damian Lillard had 9 points in the 4th quarter, and he followed that up with four points in the overtime and CJ McCollum pitched in nine in the OT. So both of those guys coming in clutch for the Blazers down the stretch and throughout the game, Alan Crabb pitched in 16 points off the bench. Myers Leonard, a surprise start this evening. What shouldn't have been a surprise with DeMarcus Cousins in town and the Kings, but Myers gets the start, plays 28 minutes and pitches in 11 points, four rebounds, had some, Good defense on Cousins, helped stretch the floor a little bit, getting Cousins to come out, played in the clutch, got fouled down the stretch in overtime, made both of his free throws. Myers Leonard played a solid game. I know I was probably a little harsh on Twitter after the game, saying that Lillard and McCollum do need some help. I still think that is true. They've gotten the minimal amount of help that they 
need right now to succeed. But I think the Blazers would tell you, and I think a lot of people who talked about this team before the season would say that you would like them to be in a little bit stronger position right now, playing a little bit better. They have they have excellence in, in, in moments, and then they, they, they fall off. They are still figuring out the Evan Turner thing. Turner tonight, one for four. No, He had one turnover, excuse me. Four rebounds, two assists, two points in 22 minutes of play. It seems to me that the, the team, I was at the game tonight in the locker room talking to the players, it seems to me that there is no personal chemistry issues between Turner and the guys on the team and Turner and the, the guys on the second unit, like CJ McCollum, who he plays with a lot. He also plays with Damian Lillard a lot. It, it seems like those guys get along with each other pretty well. You know, they joke, they are hanging out. They are, you know, he, he's not, uh, not getting along with everyone. I think it's just a, a matter of the fact that right now his game is just not exactly meshing well with the team and they're continuing to struggle. They, Tonight, not they, Turner, excuse me, finished with, again, a team low plus minus of minus six. And he has, he's leading the team in, 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 in or he's lowest on the team right now in on-court plus minus. Uh, I stated the stat in the last episode. At that time, before this game, it was a minus 22.6 net rating. I can only imagine that that number has gotten a little bit worse, but can't guarantee that. I just know that it was bad and it didn't get any better and nobody else had a worse negative plus minus. So it's fair to say that Turner still has the worst plus minus on the team. One of the worst in the league so far. So with that said, Blazers still get the victory. DeMarcus Cousins was a beast. Myers Leonard and I think Mason Plumley. Plumley, I don't think is as good of a matchup against Cousins, but I think he did better tonight, and he also found ways to be effective in the game, and I think that's what the Blazers needed tonight and what they will need in the future. DeMarcus Cousins with 33 points. It was truly a, a spectacle to watch Cousins tonight, and if you want to see Cousins or any of the other great NBA stars that this league has to offer, SeatGeek is the smartest and easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to see up close and in person this season. There's nothing like being at the game for the biggest plays of the year, and with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the seats you want for a great value. SeatGeek has the best deals on every ticket in the house, wherever you sit, and whether that's courtside, the club seats, or upper level, SeatGeek has it for you, and it's the first place that I go when I look for tickets to a game. I tell my friends to use it. I have the app on my phone. It's super easy. It does all the price comparison for you. It searches multiple ticket sites to make sure that you get the best deal. And they want you to make you they want to make sure that you get the most bang for your buck. And that means that they grade these deals from one to one hundred, giving one hundred scores to the best deals and ones to the worst. But the best thing about SeatGeek is that all of my listeners get a twenty dollar rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. And the way you get that rebate is you download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code and enter promo code LOBLAZERS and SeatGeek will send you $20 after your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBLAZERS today. The biggest story, though, of the night, while I did talk about Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Myers Leonard, he got the start tonight. The reason Leonard got the start and the reason why 
that spot in the starting lineup may continue to be one that Terry Stotts is rotating. He did not say that tonight, but I'm just imagining based on matchups because he talked about how matchups played into his decision to play Leonard tonight against two a team that starts two bigger big men. The reason he did that and the reason he went away from what the Blazers have normally done in small ball is because Al Farouk Aminu is still hurt, and it turns out that Aminu is going to be out for a little while. Uh, the Blazers said today that he is going to be out for at least two weeks. So that's that's a lot of time for the Blazers to be without a guy who was on last year's team the third most important player. And while he has struggled from the field, is field, excuse me, is still their best defender. So they're going to be without their best defender now for a couple of weeks. So that's that's two at least two weeks. To clarify, Aminu will be reevaluated with his calf injury in a couple of weeks. So it will not be and that and that's that's on the low end. So uh, Aminu is is clearly not healthy right now. That's a bummer for him. It's a bummer for the Blazers because he is one of their most important players. He's had a stuff, tough start to the season, shooting the ball all over the court, and this is makes it tougher. And the Blazers, it seemed, maybe didn't have a clear idea on how long he would be out because he got hurt one game. They had to play a game the next night where they had to travel. They came back, and they landed on the fact that he is going to need to be reevaluated in two weeks. So... That means that the Blazers will be without Alfaruk Aminu for at least the next two weeks. Could be more time. And we, I I would lobbied for it on this podcast. I, I I lobbied for it on Twitter, and I gotta say, I'm 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 not used to my wishes uh, being granted so quickly. Jake Lehman got some PT tonight. I know that's what you wanted to know. Did Lehman play? I'm sorry for burying the lead. But Jake Lehman, five points tonight in 13 and a half minutes of play, basically 14 minutes of play, two of three from the field, two assists, two rebounds, a plus-minus of minus three, but providing some perimeter shooting in supplement to Alan Crabb's perimeter shooting. Crabb was pretty good tonight. Harkless made his threes. He continues to shoot the ball well. And I like, listen, I like the layman. I like layman. I like him. I I like, I like layman. That's, that's, uh, and he can shoot the ball. He's confident. It doesn't seem like anything really phases him. It seems like he's pretty calm out there. Kind of, I wouldn't say nonchalant, but I would say that he just has a calm about him that would not make it seem like he's a rookie. And This is a time where they've got to experiment and see what they've got in Layman because he's a little bit he he's definitely bigger than their other wing players where you, the guys you look on the roster you look at Pat Connaughton 65 not that tall not that long Shabazz Napier he's a point guard Tim Quarterman 6566 long arms but not as big as Jake Lehman at 6'9", and then you have Vonley, who is about 6'10", 6'9", but is just a bigger player and 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 is more of a 
while he can move around the perimeter. I made this distinction before, and I'm going to make it again. Lehman is a perimeter player. Vonley is a big man who moves well on the perimeter, and I like that they gave Lehman a chance. Stotts said tonight after the game that his reasoning was that the Kings play kind of two different looks out there. They start Costa Kufos and DeMarcus Cousins at the start of games, and then they transition to a more small ball look. Omri Caspi is kind of big for that, and so the Blazers decided to answer that with a small ball of their own featuring Lehman, Ed Davis, Evan Turner, Alan Crabb, along with CJ Ordame, and also more Harkless working in there. Harkless played 35 minutes tonight. Granted, the game did go into overtime, so everyone's minutes were inflated on this game. But Jake Lehman gets PT tonight, looks good. The Blazers win. They get some offense off their bench for once, which has been a major issue. They have not played well. They haven't played as well as they can on either side of the ball. Uh, I, I mentioned that in the last podcast. Obviously, when you lose to the Clippers by 31 points and you were down by 50 at a certain point, obviously things look bad. But the Blazers did a good job of bouncing back tonight, and I think that Jake Lehman uh, deserves to continue deserves to continue to get a look. And I I know that matchups are important, and I know that. Having a set rotation sometimes can be important, and I don't think that Al Farouk Aminu should lose his spot because he is the team's best defender. However, the Blazers have not been very convincing thus far this season. Really nothing they have they have done outside of the play of, I would say, Lillard, McCollum, Harkless, and I think Crabb as well. I think Crabb has been pretty solid for the most part he does he's doing what the Blazers expected him to do and what they asked him to do last year and that's provide points off the bench be a credible you know decent defender and help stretch the floor and help knock down shots I think he's been doing that I just think that the Blazers should give Lehman a shot I think you can never have too many good wings that play and while the Aminu injury sucks, I think the Blazers can take it as a kind of blessing in disguise and experiment a little bit more than they would if he were there because he's kind of a safety blanket. He is a guy that Stotts turns to a lot. And without that comfort there, Stotts is going to be forced to experiment more. And we saw that tonight. He said he didn't plan to put in Lehman. He just thought that it was a feeling. And so I think we could see, I think we should see more experimenting, especially with Lehman out there because his profile as a 6'9 defender, a guy who is pretty long, he's a bigger wing than the wings that the Blazers have on their team outside of Harkless and Aminu. He is more like Harkless and Aminu, but with just a more natural ability to shoot. Remember, he shot 40% in college and shot the ball really well. That was one of the things that he did very well in college. And so if he can evolve into an NBA-level shooter of that caliber, 
obviously that's not easy, but if he can continue to shoot the way he has, then you got to roll with it because the Blazers have not had truly outside of Lillard and McCollum a whole lot to hang their hat on. They need to be experimental, and Terry Stotts was tonight, and I was a little bit surprised, but at the same time, I wasn't because this is kind of how Stotts does things. When he does things, I don't think that people necessarily expect it. I think me talking about him playing layman, I was serious about that, but I wasn't necessarily sure that he would do that, but... Now that Aminu's out, I think he's been given the green light, so to speak, and I think this could be a good opportunity for the Blazers to see what they really have in him and get his feet wet in the regular season, in real basketball, and if he is a guy that they can count on, that is a huge weapon to have in the playoffs, to have another guy who can stretch the floor for Lillard and McCollum because teams are having a really tough time guarding these guys, and if you are consistently putting out at least two shooters to flank them, it's going to be super hard to stop them. And if Harkless can continue shooting the way that he's shooting, that's huge. And I've talked a lot about Harkless living up to his contract. He had some moment. He had a moment tonight where he he made a, a small boneheaded mistake. He, with 36 seconds left, instead of trying to hold the ball for for a possession when they were up two and get fouled, he decided to take the ball to the rim and lay it up, and he missed it, led to the the Kings getting a basket and sending the game to overtime, but he makes up for it on the last possession of the game against Rudy Gay, who had a great night, and, and Gay misses a makeable jumper, but Harkless did make it hard on him to knock that down. Rudy Gay finished with 29 and 14 uh, for the Kings as well, so a lot of guys having good games. Darren Collison also had... Uh, a good game uh, from the field and did his best uh, against Damian Lillard. The The Kings tried a lot of uh, interesting looks out there. They, they threw some really good defensive point guards at Lillard and McCollum, but the Blazers, while I don't uh, think they are necessarily playing well right now, their defense is still one of the worst in the league, and that has to be figured that has to be something that they need to figure out. But they get a win that they needed to when the Kings came back in the game and really, you know, wrestled the game away from them. Blazers were up early in the four in the first quarter, excuse me, and and, and let the Kings get back in. And after a tough night, second night of a back to back, Damian Lillard mentioned that the Blazers need to be a little bit better at uh, having a sense of urgency against teams, putting teams away when they get the chance. I think that. Lillard does a good job of pacing this team, and right now he is pacing them, and and McCollum as well to push them to six and four. They, however, seem to have a little bit too much reliance on them. Obviously, they are guys that you can rely upon, but uh, a little bit more consistency on the defensive end, I think, more so than having a designated third scorer I think is more what I'm talking about. I think that their play needs to be supported in some way and they play defense too. So that, that you know they're not completely without fault on this, but I, I do think that collectively the Blazers need to play better defense and that's going to be hard without Alfaro Camino. They did not 
have a particularly great defensive game tonight. And this is going to be a challenge. Their defensive rating right now is in is one of the worst in the league. I think right now it's at it's a it's at bottom five levels, which is is not good. Yeah. The Blazers are twenty 27th right now. Sorry for for count. 27th. 27th in defense. That's really bad. That's really really bad and I'm afraid that it'll only get worse without Aminu. So this is an interesting time for the Blazers looking ahead at the schedule because they're going to have to do this and 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 get it together over the next couple of weeks without their best defender and they have got some they have Denver who gave them a tough game in Denver and they had to be saved by Lillard and McCollum and then they get Chicago coming to town who they're not great but then after Chicago on Tuesday they hit the road for one of their longest road trips of the season where they hit Houston New Orleans Brooklyn New York and Cleveland New Orleans, Brooklyn, and New York all should be winnable games. James Harden is playing his butt off right now, and they're going to be without one of their best defenders against Harden and the Rockets. And then they're going to likely be without uh, Alfaruk Aminu for when they have to take on LeBron James, Kevin Love, uh, all those guys that you know who won the championship last year. And that's just in the next 12 days. They... If you want to take it to a full two weeks, they play New Orleans again at home on a Friday after Thanksgiving. But the Blazers are really in a tough spot right now, and I don't, I don't really see uh, this defensive rating issue, which it, it is just a number, but at the same time, it's a number that indicates how good your team is at defense. And uh, this is somewhat of a gut check for the Blazers because. They're six and four right now. They're they're in a pretty decent spot record wise, but they need to string some wins together. And I think the way that they do that is by be, being better defensively. And I'm not sure where they find that without Alfaruk Aminu because Harkless is a good defender on this team. I think McCollum is a very smart defender. Watches a lot of film. But other than that, I'm not really seeing a lot of players that are playing great defense right now. And that's that's the thing with Aminu. I, I, I ragged on him. I was worried that his shooting would be a problem. But basketball is about more than shooting. And Aminu helps in a lot of the invisible categories. Or not invisible categories. Just the categories that don't show up on the final score. Steals, rebounds, assist, uh, steals and rebounds and blocks. So those are things that they're going to miss without him. And I'm a little worried right now just where they are because they they get this win tonight and they have a very winnable game against Denver on Sunday. And they also have a, a, a just as winnable game against the Bulls on Tuesday. So with all that said, I think that the Blazers are in a really interesting time. I think juicing the offense a little bit with a guy like Layman, who is athletic and can shoot, is something that they should look at. 
because if they are really going to have if they really can't find any way to play consistent defense, they're just going to have to try and outscore teams for a few weeks until Aminu gets back. I don't think that that's the what they want to do. I think they it it would be good for them to use this time as a way to challenge themselves to try and get better as a defense without the safety net of Aminu that he provides at times for this team. So, interesting time for the Blazers right now. Evan Turner continues to struggle. They are still kind of average on offense and really bad on defense, despite the fact that their two best players have been fantastic as of late. They didn't have a great game against Clippers, but two games ago they went for 38 and 33. And then CJ had 37 on Sunday. So, it's been a pretty good week for CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard for the most part, but... This team needs to get it together a little bit more on an overall level because right now, uh, those two guys alone, without uh, good defense, uh, is going to put this team in in tough positions night after night. And and perhaps they may be in tough positions no matter what because maybe we will find out just how much Alfaruk Aminu means to this team in the next couple of weeks. The Blazers win 122-120 in overtime against the Sacramento Kings. Oh, the Kings, by the way, fall to 4-7 on the season. The Blazers play the Denver Nuggets on Sunday. And I'm, 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 I'm excited to see how this team responds without Alfred Camino. They, they responded with a, with a win tonight. But this is going to be a long two weeks, and I think we may be in for a, a little bit of a, 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 not a rude awakening, but just maybe gain more of an appreciation for all the things that Aminu does, because I do think that he was a little unfairly slammed when he was missing shots in the playoffs against the Clippers. And I think we're we may see now just how important he is to this team, so... Alfaruk Aminu out for a couple of weeks. The Blazers get a victory. Evan Turner still not quite finding his groove with the second unit. And as a result, the second unit still not quite finding its groove. Stotts tries to go to Jake Lehman tonight. Plays him for almost 14 minutes. He has a pretty good game. Would not be surprised if we see him more uh, in the next couple of weeks as we wait for Alfaruk Aminu to return. That's it for me. I am your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you download podcasts. Leave us a five star review. Keep listening, and we'll be back soon. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.